0: Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully you guys out there are having a great day. I know I am. I'm having a really weird day because I had this sales call that kind of fell through but kinda of didn't. And I was going through my material and it actually worked. Um, but the guy just didn't have money. It was weird. And then he hung up on me. Just straight up hung up. And I was like, Oh, that's a bad sign. Then he was like, What's your cash app? And I'm like, dude, just go through my website. So I sent him the website. Hopefully he he ends up buying. That'd be cool. That'd be wild. If that happens, honestly speaking, I'm going to be going to be pretty, pretty hype. You know what I mean? But this is this is business talk. This is not for the podcast. The podcast is for ideas. So let's start with the first topic, which is leaving. And so today I'm leaving and you guys are going to be seeing a bit of a different me for the next, uh, hopefully next two podcasts. You guys will be seeing a bit of a different me. You're going to be seeing me doing um, acting a little different. I'm kidding, it's not acting a little different. It's actually in a different space. I'm not gonna be in this space, I'm going to a family's vacation home. So it's gonna be different. And where I'm going, it's, I mean, this was the place I spent during COVID. This is, it's my, it's a, my second home, right? It's home away from home. And um, I'm excited. I haven't been since like November, it's February now. So it's like, it's pretty absurd. To think that I'm going, it's pretty much just me and my brother. I think maybe my dad's going to show up, which would be cool. And um, it's very wild to go back there every time I do. And it's weird leaving this space. Because I think environment's a huge, huge component in success. And I know it's very general just to say success. But what I mean by that is in creating habits, rather. When I create a habit, I think environment is the most important but well, one of the most important, it's up there on the pillars of most important things to create a new habit, is to make it obvious, make your environment tuned and great. So today, at the end of the day, at like night, my whole idea is gonna have to be tuning all this to make sure that we're all good. And you know, it's a little far away too, the place that we're going, the vacation home, so we're, the drive's gonna be nice, I'm gonna be talking to my brother, I'm glad we actually get time to talk, and time to really maybe reminisce, maybe think about the future, maybe just talk about the present, right? Um, it's road trip time, man. It's road trip time. We're gonna have road trip music. I'm not listening to music today because of that. I so said I'm not listening to music because I have to save the music for when we're out on the road. Um. Another thing is, and this also has to do with family, and this is something I wanted to talk about. Where keeping my cool, like my brother was, he's a little, you know, being a little irritable. My sister was being a little irritable, and I was talking to them, and they were not understanding my points. So instead of getting angry at them, you know, playing you with know, fire with fire, instead, I decided to keep it calm, re-articulate, blame me for not articulating and say, my bad, I'm sorry, this is what I meant. And we just moved on. And I thought that was really nice because I was like, wait, so that's the key to a certain extent. I think it's a start. This is how you deal. This is how you create and make Create and not make, create and, that's the right word I'm looking for, create and sustain a relationship with old friends. And what older friends than your family, right? So I'm trying to sustain a relationship with my family, really sustain a tight relationship. I think the arguments, the baggage, the things said that you didn't mean, if one person in that conversation just calmed down, and just said, in a nice tone, the way I am right now, just said, hey, this is, this is, I'm on your side, that's one. If they knew that they were on my side, then would it be an argument? Right? If you felt understood, would there be an argument? And this is why I think I messed up on the sales call a little bit, not to bring us back to business, but I think I messed up on the sales call a little bit with that because I don't know if the guy felt completely understood. I, I wasn't like, I completely understand your situation. I just kept pushing the sale. um. So maybe, maybe that's, I think that's interesting. I should write that down as notes and how to get better. Really focused on that. I completely understand and making that so genuine. That's interesting. Mental note. Um, something else I want to talk about in this topic I've been holding for like a couple of days now, which is depression. And I, I've had so many opinions on depression. I've had so I've, must have had depression for a little bit. I must have been depressed for a little while, like deeply. Uh, when I was a kid, I kind of just really fell into that. When I was, when I say kid, I mean really a kid. Right now, I'm a 19-year-old. If you're new to the uh, uh, podcast, I'm a 19-year-old businessman, entrepreneur, who started an e-commerce business selling beats to rappers. So, you know, when I was really young, like 11 years old, uh, less than 10 years ago, right? Uh, <laughs> I... I used to get really depressed. And I would eat my eat my face off, you know what I mean? And would gain a bunch of weight and wouldn't care, but would care, right? And get into wild arguments with my parents. And I remember I would read Harry Potter. It's an interesting story. I I read, um, it was the only book I really read by myself, the first. I had read by myself. And uh, so it was Harry Potter. I was reading it. I read the first book, kind of binged through it, loved it. Second book, I just binge right through that again. Third, and I get up to my, my least, not least favorite, my, honestly, my favorite, but the hardest to get through, which is four. Book four of Harry Potter is not a fucking joke. It's 700 pages, and if you're 11 years old, you're going to go through it. And I used to have this rule where I would read 50 pages every single day, because if I read 50 pages, I can get done with a 700-page book in two weeks. So I was like, okay, cool. It'll only take me around 14 days to do this. This will be awesome. So, but what about days when I skip? What about days when I'm off days, right? How do I deal with off days now? I continue to push forward because I know this is long-term. But when it's something short-term, you want a short-term result, and you're so emotionally dependent on that so on that um, short-term result, and you don't get it, and not only do you don't get it, you don't get it because of you. I didn't get it because of me, because of the decision I made. That shame, it would bring shame, which would bring me back to depression. The depression would bring me more shame. So it was this feedback loop that I did not want, right? Or maybe internally, subconsciously, I did want, but didn't think I should have. Um, and didn't didn't see coming. So my mom had, um, I got punished for doing something. I, I truly don't remember what I got punished for. But it was like not even like a punishment. It was like, you're not going to have your book for a day. Because of whatever I did. I probably saw disrespect for something. So my mom takes away the book. and I get so upset. I was like suicidal almost. I was like, "Hey, this is my life. This is all I really care about. I can't see a world without it. And so I understand depression from a sympathetic point of view. I think. Maybe not your exact depression, but I'm going to try to do my best at that. Uh, not crossing the line. All right, I know I'm on thin ice, but so yes, yeah, so when I when I was depressed, quote unquote, it's not like I felt it, you know. And when I did, it would bring me to shame, which would bring me right back to trying to make myself forget. And that's really what I think depression can morph into. Right? It can morph into ignorance. And uh, willing for ignorance, right? Uh, begging for ignorance. Not for a way out. Well, yeah, I guess for a way out, but not for the, the real way out. Not for a long-term way out. Not a way out that's going to actually bring pain. Because I think if you're very depressed, or when I was very depressed, I was very weak. I was, it was like a frail person. Like someone who's, if you've ever seen videos of people who are starving. Or when you, their bones are so frail. You ever seen old people you ever touch really really grab an old person's shoulder right it's like you feel their bones and their skin it's all very weak and fragile that's how my my external felt it felt like you just poke right through it and i just like die i don't know and there's really nothing there that's another thing that i found when i was depressed there really wasn't any substance to my personality or to my character rather there wasn't much substance to who i was as a person and Creating substances, maybe getting in shape, maybe reading the book as I did. The book did get me out of a lot of things, right? It's one step in the right direction. It's just you don't know what direction. You never will know what direction. So stop timing the market and just fucking start. You know? like I don't mean to be an asshole, but it really is true. I wish I could tell myself that. You're never going to time the market. Just start. And the one time I actually did, it was during COVID, um... With my writing, I just started. I didn't know where it was going to lead. I just did it. And when I thought I knew where it was going to lead with directing, guess what happened? Fucked me up. I fucked up. But whereas with this, this idea of depression being something that's clinical is interesting. I don't think antidepressants, from what I've seen of people, it makes them worse. Maybe it helped you out. I don't know. As long as it doesn't make you fucking kill yourself, right? Um, so anything to help you with that, if you're that far gone. But I think there are moments in this in this mind space that I get into where I I feel depressed. I just keep going. I'm not going to say I don't feel depressed. I'm not going to not talk about it. I'm not going to, because I'm a man. It's like, no, nah, a man would we'll talk about it. would we'll be honest with you that I do feel it. The last time it dictated my decision has been a while. It's been a while since that dictated my decision. Depression and sadness. Because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Short term. So, short term, if I go and I leave right now and i say, fuck this podcast. I go inside and, um, I go inside, let's say like a TV room or something and just watch TV for 30 minutes, laying in my bed, just watching TV. I'm going to feel sad that I'm not working. Whereas if I continue doing this, I'm going to feel sad. I'm not watching TV. The difference is, is that at the end of this, I never regret it. Whereas with that, I not just regret it, the pain that I get after is worse than any pain I'll ever get from this. So go, hit me as hard as you can. That's how I feel. I'm like, I don't know if that makes me more of a man or less of a man. I don't know what it does, but whatever it can do, just hit me as hard as you can because nothing can be as bad as that feeling. That'll bring me to depression. This, this brings me to It's more of laziness, not quite true depression. I don't know about true depression. It's not quite the depression that I had, or the um, stupidity I had (laughs) when I was eleven. Another thing is, is you know, how do we, how do we move on? This is another topic I wanted to talk about. How do we move on? How do we? There's some things in life, and it's happened to me. Maybe it's happened to you that you, it's unbearable to even think that someone went through that and even moved on. I mean, there's a story of um, a woman, I think, in a plane who... A plane crashed, and everyone died, or a lot of people died, and her mom got fucking impaled in her head right next to her. And she just moved on. Not like nothing happened. No, it was like something happened, and that baggage was carried with her to move on. But I can't even fathom that. How is that possible? How can you move on? How? And she talks about how she moved on. Or Viktor Frankl, who was in the Holocaust. He He was in the camps. They took his fucking wife, man. And he somehow not just moves on, but finds the meaning of a man. He found meaning in the most evil place. In the 1900s, I mean, it's got to be the most evil place in that time. One of, it's up there, top three, right? It's like in, in a place that we were taught as kids that was terrifying, that was evil, that was hellish and awful. He somehow just made it through that. There was an aftermath. There was a point where he moved on. I guess he never quite moved on because how can you? I wasn't even close to being alive when that happened. And I can't even move on from the thought of it. So I guess you never really do move on. But somehow you... Do you just die right then and there? Does a piece of you die there? Is a piece of you just left behind? I don't want to relate this to me because it's a heavy topic. But when... That's how I felt with a lot of my my teenage past. Where it was, some of it was baggage that stayed, and some of it I, I just moved on, and nothing horrible happened to me back then, thank God. But it was something I look at now, where it feels like pre-COVID, post-COVID in my head, two different people. Somehow that worked out for me, where I was around 15 years old during COVID, and it worked out so that I. Somehow Ended up being someone who Was worth Worth listening to And worth talking to Because I'd listen I wouldn't call myself a genius I wasn't a genius back then By any means But I was a I was a I was not I was becoming less of an idiot That's the simplest way I could put it I think I was being less of an idiot. I was trying to finally help myself. But how can I move on from the things that when I was 14? Those were easy to move on from when I was 14 and acted like an idiot. Some people don't move on from high school. I'm saying it doesn't have to only, only be the Holocaust that we don't move on from. It's also the high school. Some people only move on from high school. Some people don't from college. So how do we do it? I mean, what's the rubric? What are, the, what are the rules? What are the ideologies to moving on? Would it be helpful to even focus on that? Or would it be more helpful to just do it? Just get down to the actual action of moving on. It's an interesting idea. Um, at least to me. But... Mm, damn, this one's a good topic. This one is talking about anxiety because I got... I know, we're talking about depression and anxiety. This isn't quite me, but let's do it. If I got the anxiety that I used to get in front of people about the things that I think I should be doing, I'd finally do it. Let me explain. When I was younger, I got super um, uh, high voltage of anxiety just would run through my veins, when I would talk to a girl, when I would talk to a friend, anybody, especially at this big event that we used to do, this, um, this event was like suits and ties event, and we would do it at where I'm from, and they would, we'd walk in, and everybody I knew was there, but they were all in suits, and it was very important people in the room, and it was very, you know, quote, unquote, important, whatever that means to you, and... My brother being the one who introduces people, who shakes hands, introduces me to people, right? Does all these things. And I'd get this anxiety uh, through the roof, through my spine. Through my spine. I'd get this anxiety of just like pain, whatever you want to call it. I got it. So now, what the hell does that mean? Okay, what does it have to do with anything? What it has to do with, is if only I had that anxiety, because it's anxiety that was, anxiety that took immediate action. Came over me and I took action. So this came over me, and I was like, "Woo! I'm not the person I think I should be. I can become the person I wanna be. Okay, but why does it take me years or months to actually get there, to get into a rhythm. Why isn't it like anxiety for other people? If only I got the the same anxiety that I get for other people, as I do for myself, maybe I could help this guy. And maybe when I help this guy, it'll actually, actually be something that's helpful for also other people so that I won't get anxiety in front of them. Maybe it'll it'll be kind of like having your cake and eating it too, right? Where it's like, I can get rid of this anxiety about me and them. But you gotta start with, you know what I mean? You know where to start with. You know, if only I like, wrote down every single person who truly did not love themselves. It'd be, the list would go on. And write down the people who, uh, who truly who truly do love themselves. That's a short fucking list. <laughs> it's like three people. Alright, so I wanted to end um I wanted to end on this topic about the Garden of Eden and how there are no there is no Garden of Eden. Sorry to break it to you. But the fact that I'm leaving to go to this vacation home, I used to think of it as the Garden of Eden. I used to think of it as this big threshold between where I'm at and where I wanna be, and it's there. Now going back, that one time I went back around a year ago, this month or Was it exactly a year ago? I think it was in March. It was in March last year. Um, I went back and I realized that Eden is not a place, you know. It doesn't exist. It's not a place that that you go to and it's there. And moving further, maybe it is. Now, I know this doesn't make sense. I phrased that weird. But in Eden, the snake shows up. And he... He just, right, he tries to fool Adam and Eve to eat this apple, and guess what? It works, right? Whereas with this, it's just maybe even the same thing. Maybe there is an Eden, because Eden was never a perfect place. And even the people that lived in Eden can still make a mistake, where there's no turning back from Right, even they'll make a deal with the devil. So it's like, can I? Will I make a deal with the devil? Will I be the one that does these things? What does this all mean? Right, there's no place that's beautiful enough to actually get rid of snakes, there's no place that's so divine where snakes do not enter because maybe snakes is the only reason that it's divine in the first place. Maybe it's a possibility because maybe not maybe some evil things are not or right, don't create greatness or don't create goodness right and some things do so it's kind of like a give or take right alright on that note I'm going to end the podcast here hopefully you guys enjoyed I really do hope you guys enjoyed and if you did you know consider watching some other videos that come out with these pretty much every day or I'm trying to this today's video is taking so long to uh, process through the through the Spotify app but whatever uh with that being said end the podcast here i'll see you guys next time